0: Featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team. So, <laughs> dang! Okay, um, <laughs> I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know zach really liked alex morgan
1: featuring nate nfl and college football co-host i don't think indian is very good just being straight up so i think <laughs> pretty fair indian is getting spread triggered right now you just triggered the whole state I forgot to change on here, oh, okay. but just here I'm going to stick with it, I'm going to defend oh, okay. it. <laughs> I think, I do think Denver's a very average team, I'm going to stick with my open pick.
0: What's up everybody, we've got a fun episode ahead for you guys, we're going to be talking about college football this past weekend, we're going to talk about NFL in this past weekend, uh, and more specifically within those, we're not really going to so much go as a game by game breakdown, but for college football, we're going to be discussing our new college football playoff rankings between myself and Nate. We're going to talk about the Tua injury. How does that impact Alabama's? Team, how does that impact their chances for the playoffs? Um, as well as what other teams are still alive for the college football playoffs. Um, and then for the NFL, we're going to talk about some games this week, specifically some incidents that happened. Uh, and I've got a rant ahead, so no Eric on this episode, but I've still got a rant. Um, and I see Eric just messaged me on Facebook, so he's like, he's like, I want to do it, everybody, rant, man. I want to. That's probably what he's saying. <laughs> that's perfect timing, really. Um, but and then we're also going to be talking about. Our playoff pretenders, contenders, who's eliminated, what teams can we eliminate, what teams do we think are pretty big locks, what teams maybe do we think are going to make the playoffs but lose in the first round. So that's what's in store for you guys in this episode. But I do quickly want to give a shout-out to everybody who's followed our YouTube channel. Um, As you can see here on the screen, if you're listening on YouTube... Shout out to you. We do have 100 subscribers now. So, you know, we started from the bottom, now we're here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so thanks so much to all of you guys. Thank you to everybody who subscribed on iTunes as well. Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to this show. We really appreciate you subscribing to us. Uh, that's the whole point of the sub-members, to get our subscribers up. And we've been doing a great job with that. All, all four of us have now contributed Take these uh, to getting new subscribers. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I'm i excited for December for the roast that whoever wins is going to get to do. But um, I will do a sub count here. So, as you can see, Eric's still in first place at 28. So, he's going to be pretty tough to catch. I've only got 13. Nate's got 5. Connor finally on the board with 1. Um... It's looking like Eric's going to be roasting all of us, but there's still a chance for <laughs> at least Nate and myself. But um, but yeah, that's where that's at. So thank you guys. I mean, 100 subscribers is like, I think the first milestone for any YouTube channel, like getting to 100. And it's just so cool that we've gotten here. Um, yeah, like I, <laughs> I still get kind of blown away just thinking about it like, it's it's just been so great to interact with you guys like uh Aaron from something like a podcast whether it's uh playing Madden with our boy Jackson or Chris you know we've had some really fun interactions with you guys um and we're not (laughs) we're not going away so we're we're here to stay um Nate it's been really cool getting to do this with you man uh had a lot of fun with you guys. Um, all of my co-hosts were all. You guys are all great. Uh, really appreciate your your guys's contributions and your time to this show. Definitely couldn't be here without you guys. So I want to want to give you guys a shout out as well.
1: Yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Funning these episodes every week and yeah, a great that's, experience.
0: That's the thing. Like, this has got to be fun. Like, yeah, it's it's something like it's like a job, like, it, it takes a lot of time, like, we spend many hours a week, like, planning episodes, recording and editing, all that stuff, but if it's, at the end of the day, if, like, if it's not fun, what are you really doing it for, so that's, you know, that I still have so much fun recording these, uh, and I'm really excited to see how much, how, how much bigger we can get, you know, um, this it's a small step here to get to a hundred, but, I know we're capable of a lot more. So the challenge is on for the next uh, big milestone of subscribers. And, uh, okay, sorry. (laughs) I just wanted to see what Eric said real quick. Uh, So we'll get into the episode now. Um, Like I said, we're going to be talking about college football. Uh, This was a good week for Nate um, as far as his predictions go. Uh, you had told me before the podcast that this is your best week you think of all of all the times you've made predictions?
1: I think so, for sure, one of the best, usually um at or below fifty uh, percent, and I think I was a couple games better than that this week, so wasn't too bad.
0: Yeah, certainly. like I, I didn't have a great week. I was under fifty percent. Um, Connor was a little bit above fifty percent, but you definitely won the week. But you still got some ground to make up for the season totals. Let me go look down at that. So I did update this earlier today. Uh, I'm still in first place with 54% right. Uh, Connor's two games back from me at 53%, so still very close. Uh, You are going to be eight games back from me at 50%. You're, You're above 50%, but it's just the rounding puts at 50%, but you do have a winning record. Um, but it's Connor definitely closed the gap with me this week, so I gotta I gotta pick better next week for sure. Yeah. I had a big I've had a lead all season, but this is the closest it's gotten in a while. Um, so going back up here, let's look at some of the ones some of the notable ones really. Um that happened. I got Auburn wrong. That was such a frustrating game for me because Auburn almost came back and won that or at least would have tied it. Um, that that was a really good game to watch. I don't know if you caught any of it, but that Auburn-Georgia game was probably the best of the weekend, if I want us to say so, or maybe Oklahoma-Baylor.
1: Maybe the the Baylor-Oklahoma yeah. was pretty good.
0: Yeah, that was going on a little bit later. Or I was watching... USF Cincinnati so I didn't see much of that game but um that was a crazy comeback for Oklahoma but basically I guess we'll talk about Tua first um obviously Tua got injured in this game I think a hip injury if I want to say so yeah and he was carted off the field uh this occurred in the second quarter when Pamela was up 35-7. to seven. And the reports are that Nick Saban told Tua that he wasn't going to go out there and play, and then Tua begged him and, I guess, won that he, he wanted to go out for one more drive. And I guess Coach Saban finally caved in and let him. And then he took a, a tough hit on um, one of those plays, and that's when the injury occurred. And when I first saw this, like I actually thought Tua shouldn't be playing in this game, let alone this far into the game when you have a 28 point lead and, you know, you're I know, you know, Mississippi state's not going to come back on you, but I was surprised he even made the start, but it's, I mean, it's unfortunate for, uh, for college football that we're not going to have Tua for the end of the season. But, um, so now it's Mac Jones's team, and it's going to be interesting to see how this injury impacts the college football playoff committee. Obviously, there's a, like Alabama bias, but still, I think this injury guarantees um, that Bama doesn't make the playoff because it's now completely out of the question for them to make the call or to make the SEC championship game. So the only the only thing left for Alabama to do is beat Auburn, which they would obviously have to do. But assuming that they beat Auburn still, I just don't see how the committee is going to be putting in a Mac Jones led team here because you can't really factor in that right, that earlier season for Alabama because they don't have Tua now. Like the, uh, unless Mac Jones like beats Auburn by like forty five points or something, I think then there's a chance. But I mean, he only put up three points in the second half um, against Mississippi State, thirty eight to seven. Tua scored thirty five of those points when he was on offense. So I do this. I just don't have much faith in Mac Jones. But even if he does, I think. The committee, that fourth team that they're going to be putting in, has got if they're if they aren't a conference champion, and they have a loss, they have to be unequivocally good, you know, from like an eye test, so to say. And I don't think Bama's going to make that without Tua. I think that's going to factor into their decision. I think any one-loss team with their, assuming that their starting quarterback stays healthy, is going to make it over them. Um, including Georgia, including, uh, Penn state, including Oregon, Utah is the most likely scenario. One of those teams, Oklahoma. I just think this is going to take Alabama completely out of it. Um, I know Connor disagree with me, but what are your thoughts on, uh, on this Nate? I agree
1: with- with you here, I just don't see a scenario where Alabama makes the uh, college football play out. They would have to have some freakish stuff happen to even be considered with their record. I think I think the SEC champion obviously will be in, um, whether that's LSU or if Georgia beats them in the SEC championship, then Georgia will be in, probably. That's, that's the only scenario, I guess, where it could be confusing. Maybe you can make the argument for Alabama being in if they went out uh, and beat Auburn. But at the same time, I'm the committee. I agree with you. I wouldn't um, put Alabama in the playoff, even in that scenario, just based off the eye test. They only put up three points against uh, Mississippi State in the second half when they put up 35 in a quarter and a half with Tua, which that that to me is pretty concerning because even – if you can't throw the ball that well, I know there's you know definitely a drop-off in quarterback talent uh, from Tua to Mac Jones, but you should, still should be able to run your offense, and you know if you're Alabama, you definitely need to be able to run the ball um, and do all that stuff. They should at least you know be able to put up like 10, 14 points maybe in the second half, even if they didn't keep their foot on the gas pedal. you know. So I think we'll see how they look versus Auburn, but... I I even if with a win in that game, I still don't see them um, being put in the playoff. Yeah,
0: so and I also have serious doubts that um, that Alabama can even win that game. I think Auburn should be the favorite in you know, entering that game. So obviously, obviously if they if Alabama loses that, it's not even going to be a question. But I, right. th- I think just even beating Auburn is going to be tough for them now. You know, they're they're gonna be on the road. It's a place that they've traditionally lost um a couple times before in recent memory. So I I think there's a great chance that Auburn beats them head to head. But yeah, it's it to I don't, me I would
1: go Yeah. So I I don't I don't probably go that far. I think I think it still beat Auburn. It probably won't be a blowout like it would have been, but I don't think Auburn's got the they got a great defense, but I don't think their quarterback play is um enough to Beat Alabama like they, they you really need a great quarterback to beat Alabama's defense and um, Bo Nix has not been it this year he threw like he was like thirty of fifty yesterday for like two hundred yards which like I don't think he's gonna get it done but yeah, I, I agree with it you is though. It's, it's definitely be a lot harder than it should have been mm-hmm. sorry not to no no it's
0: cool i mean this this is a big story here so yeah uh but moving now into more uh college football playoff talk um because there was no major upsets this week uh i think it's still safe to say that uh uh, lsu ohio state and clemson are all going to be locks um We can debate the seeding when it comes closer to the time, but as far as just the four that are going to be in, I think those three are for sure going to make it. I think they can, uh, other than Clemson, I think they can all, I think LSU can afford a loss to Georgia in the SEC championship. I think Penn or I think Ohio State can afford a loss somewhere along their remainder of their schedule. Um, But... So uh, I think you're in agreement with me about those three teams, right?
1: I yeah, I'm, I think I'm. That's kind of who I think will make it as well. Just yeah, you know, based on all the conference championships and stuff, the way things are shaping up. Mm-hmm. One so know, the season,
0: yeah. So it's it's really coming down to that fourth spot, um, and there's a couple contenders for that. But some teams, I think, that got eliminated this week from that. uh, Minnesota, I think their loss eliminates them against Iowa. Uh, Now they're not even, I don't think, guaranteed to make the Big Ten championship. Uh, If they beat Wisconsin. So, I mean, I, I just don't see them with this loss to Iowa. I, I think Minnesota's kind of fool's gold a little bit now. Like we got real excited about them last week, and now they lost to Iowa. Not a great team, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to eliminate them. Same with Baylor because uh, that loss to o- Oklahoma was inexcusable in the way that they let Oklahoma come back. Um, it was a home game for them too, so they they had their chance and they blew it. Um, and they really should have lost some games before that. They got some decent amount of luck uh, to fall their way before that game. Um, Georgia, I think, is the – they control their fate because if Georgia wins out, um, they should make the playoff. They would have wins against Florida, LSU, and Auburn – which and Notre Dame too. Um, their only loss would be that South Carolina game, which was a bad loss, but still I think all those big wins, that's a better resume than I think any other team can possess, especially with Auburn being a road game and then the other two being neutral side games. they really haven't, I guess the Notre Dame game was a home one as it was a home game for them, but still I think Georgia, they control their fate if they went out and the committee's got them ranked fourth. So they, uh, I think that's kind of proof that if they went out, they'll make it. But let's say LSU beats them. Who gets that fourth spot? If Georgia has two losses, Oregon, Utah, I think that's where most people are leaning towards. And I think most people think Oregon's the better team out of those two. Um, which would be cool. I, I would like to see either Oregon or Utah make it. I'd, I'd be cool with that. Um, I think Oregon would be more deserving though, since really their only loss came against Auburn back in like August, and it was like a one point loss on the last play of the game. Like it was just yeah. kind of, uh, you know, that loss should not keep them out, especially if they win. If they win out. I just unless it's Georgia I don't think um, I don't think anybody should be ranked above Oregon if they went out because I mean you you really can't fault them for that at least they put a quality opponent on their non-conference schedule I mean Alabama certainly put nobody on their schedule that's even close to the type of team that Auburn would be um, so to me I think Oregon's also got a chance but i think i think that georgia makes it in over oregon if georgia wins out um and if georgia loses but utah wins i think utah makes it so it's interesting i think i don't think there's a chance for oklahoma to make it still um penn state i guess there's a chance but they have to win win out and then, then we'll see. But it's, we're going to know a lot more after next week. Um, I'm, I'm just excited for this, man. I want to see who this fourth team is going to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think for, for me what it really comes down to for figuring out that fourth seed is going to be the SEC championship game. To me, just depending on who loses between uh, LSU and Georgia, I think if I think if LSU beats Georgia, Georgia should be out of um, any playoff talk. And obviously LSU would be in. But if Georgia beats LSU, it could be a scenario like we had a couple years ago, where um, Georgia and Alabama both made the playoff. Where one like you can't leave out the SEC championship. SEC champion, obviously, but at the same time, LSU's look like the best team in the conference for the entire year. They've been number one um, at a few points. So it'd be hard for the committee to leave them out, I'm sure. So that would be a tricky scenario. But if LSU does beat Georgia, I if I was a committee, I would put Oregon in if they do win out and win the conference. Because it's been a few years since they put a Pac-12 team uh, in the playoff. And it's not that the, the conference has been that strong. But I think it's kind of hard to um, maintain credibility if you don't factor them into the playoff discussion at all because it's like, you know, they are a power five conference. They're probably the worst of the power five conferences, but I think they definitely deserve to um, have their champion uh, in the nicks of all of it, especially like, with what you said. They've um, scheduled a tough non-conference opponent. That's really their only loss or they have two losses, but that's their, you know, if not, they're with one loss. I think they're a much bigger uh, kind of, Part of the playoff discussion right now, so I I don't I'm with you. I don't give them too much fault for the Auburn loss, but um, yeah, for me that's that's who I would put at that fourth seed. I do think Oklahoma should be still in the discussion, especially if they went out convincingly the next couple games they have. But seeing them lose to Kansas State and seeing them lose almost lose to Baylor yesterday, the way they um, let them run out to that huge lead. That's also kind of um, concerning to me that if they did make the playoff and they went up against LSU or uh, Clemson, they could lose in a pretty ugly fashion. So, yeah, that's what t- I think. T- Oklahoma, yeah. like the resume, is pretty close to being playoff worthy, but I think as far as the eye test goes, mm-hmm. when they when they play well, I mean, when they don't play well, it, it's pretty ugly. So. I think the, the committee also doesn't want to uh, be put in a situation where they put a team in and then they get blown out by like thirty points, and then everyone, you know, all the fans of the fifth and sixth ranked teams are at them all,
0: uh, yeah. saying Kinda you know like why put them year. In?
1: <laughs> Yeah, like like Notre Dame last year got destroyed, on uh, mm-hmm. all the, I forgot who the fifth team was last year, but all the fans Georgia. were, yeah, all the Georgia fans were yeah. upset, which I don't totally blame them, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, it's always an interesting thing, watching all the scenarios that could, could play out. Um, so should be a couple good weeks of football for us.
0: Yeah, certainly, man. Uh, I'm just excited to see how it turns out. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, Oklahoma's not really passing my eye test because of their defense. Their offense is, right. is top tier, but... That defense is not capable at all of stopping any of these other teams. Um, Clemson, LSU, and Ohio State would all have field days against them. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So you got to be a complete team to make the playoff. Uh, but we'll move now to our NFL predictions. So you can see here, Nate did really well this week, too. He had a bounce back. Um, did you listen to the last episode we had where. <laughs>
1: We were making fun of you. Did you hear that? Yeah. No, yeah. It was was definitely um, pretty deserved, though. I had an awful week. I think I got one game right all week. Um, Got bit by a lot of those upsets, but I think this week weren't as many upsets around the NFL. Um, Yeah. I think the only ones I got wrong, um, basically everyone else got wrong, it looked like. The Carolina game, we all... No one expected that. And then yeah. um, Jack's game only looks like only Connor picked Indy. So don't feel too bad about that one.
0: Yeah, you you didn't have any bad. You didn't have a bad week for sure. I definitely did have a I still had a positive week, but um, yeah, not as good as I would have liked considering <laughs> I'm trying to catch up to you guys. But uh, so basically some we want to talk about some some events that happened uh, this past week, and then we'll talk more into the playoff picture for the AFC and NFC. But uh, I guess starting off, we got to talk about the uh, the Thursday night game. Not the game, but we're going to talk about the end of the game. (laughs) Uh, Miles Garrett, obviously, if you haven't been on the internet, um, he ripped off Mason Rudolph's helmet and then used it as a club against his head um and luckily uh he was seemed to be okay after that I don't know how but nothing really I, I don't think that much damage occurred but still something I don't think this league has ever seen where a player used another player's helmet as a weapon against them I mean there's been crazy instances of stuff happening but I I want to say that's a first I could not find anything like that ever happening in the past um and then he, the next day, ended up getting suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, I just want to know, Nate, what are your thoughts about this? <laughs> like, to me, <laughs> it was just such a crazy thing. Like, do you agree with the suspension? Uh, what, what do you think?
1: Um, so I had, uh, if, you, if you see on my Twitter account, uh, Clutch Crew Nate, I had some takes right when it happened. I was pretty, I was also pretty fired up. Like, I was. Um, I didn't, I had turned the game off by that point because, um, I had the Steelers defense and fantasy and I was just frustrated, uh, with how bad they were playing. But I turned it back on, I saw that clip and I was pretty, um, upset about Miles Garrett doing that. I mean, he seems, I mean, up until this point, he seemed like a pretty cool guy, all this stuff, um, you know, on his Twitter account, uh, seemed pretty positive and then to go and do something like that, that really, I mean, uh, like Zach said, Mason Rudolph didn't get hurt at all, it seems like. But uh, if you watch the video, he also didn't get a clean uh, shot at him. He was kind of, you know, being pushed around by the O-lineman a little bit. Like, if he had, I know Zach's showing this video, uh, if you watch yeah. watching on YouTube, you can see it. Um, if he had hit him cleanly with the top part of the helmet, that, that could have been a devastating uh, injury for Mason Rudolph. And to see something like that happen on live TV on the NFL is pretty shocking to me. So I'm, I'm in support of the penalty for Miles Garrett. Um, looking, uh, seeing the other angle of the video at the start of the incident, I definitely think Mason Rudolph was at fault for starting it. The way it looked like he kicked Miles um, Garrett, you know, down where you shouldn't kick another uh, man, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and kind of looked like he was. Someone said his, he got his hand stuck in Miles Garrett's face mask. I don't know if I believe that. It looked like he was kind of trying to rip his helmet off, also. So I think, you um, know, I support the penalty for Miles Garrett being suspended. Like, as a league, you have to do that to uh, at least maintain your credibility, like with the NBA did with the Mouse um, at the Palace uh, incident a while back. Yeah. Um, I think you got to get that suspension to Miles Garrett. The um, suspension for. Marquise Pouncey, Um I, I was supporting him for defending his quarterback, but at the same time, you also got to you know, know that it's going to come with a, a uh, suspension. Um, I think all that was pretty well-deserved. I think Rudolph should have gotten at least maybe a, a game or at least some kind of fine for, I think, starting it. But all in all, kind of a tough situation for the league, and it's too bad it happened with the last, like, five seconds of the game, you know, if they could have um, played before, if they could have, like, ran out the clock or something, then that wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened, and we wouldn't be talking about it right now. But, yeah, it was probably the most interesting thing that happened in the Thursday night game <laughs> in a <laughs> while, though, I yeah. will say that. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Um, I mean, that was a really chippy game, too, from what I was yeah. watching. There was a couple of hits by Browns players that, knocked out Steelers players I mean it was definitely a very physical very uh very emotional game I think for the Browns but yeah I mean <laughs> like I, I agree with you about Rudolph starting it and everything but it to me it's like you can't go that far like you know right. you're I mean he could have killed him like that's yeah. yeah we're joking about it now like I was laughing about it when I saw it like uh Like, because Rudolph was like being weird and stuff, going up and charging him. I was like, why? Why would you do that? Like, there was (laughs) there was stupidity on both sides, but definitely Garrett could have made this. You know, he could have been a lot worse, um, which I guess is okay to laugh about because it wasn't as worse as it could have been. But um, yeah, just a crazy thing, like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, And I and I like Miles Garrett too because i always play with him in madden um and superstar ko and he's like a beast in Madden. like he gets off his blocks like instantly he's a beast to have but um yeah this uh not a good look though And, and the crazy thing too is how um like apparently a fan a random fan like punched him in the face and he didn't respond at all he didn't like retaliate and or anything so like i don't know what was going on in his head like what did rudolph maybe say something you know the unforgivable um but i don't know like yeah he they look from the video like he either kicked him or grabbed him in the nuts um but still like you know you can do a you can fight him but when the helmet comes off like you can't fight him and he certainly can't use his own helmet to slam it into his head like that was uh that was just kind of crazy but um yeah I think Rudolph should have got a suspension and I agree with the suspension for Garrett for being for the rest of the season I mean I mean the league's all about making it safe for players and that was definitely (laughs) not a safe play so you gotta you gotta send a strong message um And while I don't think this was ever on anybody's mind, I think certainly nobody's going to do it again. Um, So, yeah, that's my take on it, though. But I did see that you were fired up there when it happened uh, with all those tweets and stuff. Um,
1: Yeah, because I was kind of thinking the same thing, like what you said, like, um, you know, Mason Rudolph could have gotten killed there, like, if it was – a clean shot to his, you know, top of his head, like, side of his head with the um, harder part of the helmet, like, you know, that, that could yeah, be he really messed a mess-up like, situation. Like, watching an NFL quarterback get murdered, <laughs> literally murdered on a, you know, Yeah, well, if time that game, game, happened, like,
0: If that had happened, was, this would have been, I mean, who, like, who knows? Yes. What we, like, would we still be yeah. playing this season? Like, it, it might, like... Things could have gotten way. I mean, if that had happened uh, – sorry, I'm I'm running in circles, but I would just be, yeah. That that would really be, you know, that would really be unprecedented. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and I and I know you played <laughs> you played football too.
1: You never had any. You never wanted no. to do that.
0: Right? There's some.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some fights. You know, at um, we had a camp like a team football camp over one of the summers and there were definitely some, like a couple fights, like between our team, some other teams, like on other fields we saw, but you know, there's the standard, like pushing, shoving, like a couple punches thrown, but no one ever like took their helmet off and tried to, you know, beat someone with it. Like that's just <laughs> craziness.
0: So yeah.
1: That was I... <laughs> pretty shocking behavior <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Certainly.
0: Certainly. Um, yeah, so that that happened there in that Thursday night game, and I did hint at a rant earlier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it now. So this is for you, Eric. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna listen to this and agree with everything I'm gonna say, but and it's it just really stinks to be a Jags fan right now because it's just so frustrating when you know exactly what the other team is going to do, but you can't stop it. I mean, basically for everybody that didn't watch this game, Indianapolis had 200 yards of rushing offense. Um, their yards per carry was it was just insane. I mean, it was just... It was all around bad. It was poor tackling. It was poor play calling. Uh, just everything was bad. I mean, this whole defense, like they just got their ass beat like that's <laughs> That's just basically what happened. I mean, they just shoved it down their throat. I mean, I'll credit Indianapolis for, you know, I think it's so underrated their offensive line. I mean, when you talk about this offensive line, all the first round picks on it, all the talent that they put on it. I I think, uh, I think the giants regret passing on Quentin Nelson because If you give me a choice, would you rather have Quentin Nelson or Saquon Barkley for your team? I would rather have Quentin Nelson because the presence of him not only as being one of the best offensive linemen I've ever watched in my life, you know, I'm sure there's there's been better offensive linemen, but for me personally watching, in my experience of football watching, like, he's the best I've ever seen. Like, how can you not say that that's, you know, a star pick? Like, even though he's a guard... He makes the whole offensive line better. Like it's just and they were just able to do that. They just ran down the Jags throat. Um Brissett really didn't do anything. Like that's when Connor was like uh waiting to make his pick about he thought um he was gonna pick the Jags if Hoyer started versus Brissett and I was like, dude, like I'm not worried at all about Brissett, like he's not even really a good quarterback and it it kind of showed like he uh he wasn't great. I mean, he did okay in some plays, but he never scared me at all. It was never it was more like, okay, let's make let's make Indianapolis have to pass the ball. Like that was what we were wanting. We were we weren't wanting um whatever running back there was to run. We just wanted them to have to pass it because they weren't doing great. Obviously, no TY Hilton. Um, and then just it was just a bad game man the offense it looked good to start with but the problem is is i don't know why but they they only gave Fournette like nine carries uh they really i think overworked Foles here in this game i think they were trying to like prove that you know that foals is the man because they were like okay let's give you 50 passing attempts like you're usually not gonna win when your quarterback has 50 passing attempts um so Foles didn't have a great game. Uh, stinks because uh, there were still a couple of pass interference calls that happened. There was one that got challenged where the defender was just grabbing on—I think it was Chark's jersey—and uh, they re- upheld the call. Like, and I know the Ravens Texans game had a worse incident of that, but still, this was bad. Like, I mean, how can you clear? You can clearly see that he's you know pulling him by the jersey like there's no you know there's no indisputableness here like or there is indisputable evidence about that like you know you don't have to hypothesize did he do that or not like you can see the physical jersey moving off of his body like i don't know they can't they just continue to get that call wrong every week um lambo missed a kick because the announcers jinxed him Like, why do they need to say that every time he's kicking? Why do they need to say, "Oh, he's got a streak of twenty-four field goals in a row"? Like, we all know that, so stop saying that. Like, (laughs) to pull to channel my Nick Saban, uh, like (laughs) you know how he was like, uh, he was, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. So quit asking. Like that's what that's what they need to be like. They need to stop jinxing these kickers on those attempts. Um, it was just a terrible game overall. Jags are probably they—they're going to have to win out to make the playoffs at this point. Even that's going to be—I don't even know if—if if they win out, if they'll make it or not. But the division now looks a lot more—at least Houston lost, but still, I mean, this—this this could have been our chance to really, you know, get back up into second place for the division. But just unfortunate, man. It, it's just hard to be a Jags fan sometimes, but. I still believe in Foles. I'm not one of these people that's, you know, doubting Foles. But I, I think Marone is – I mean, he punted the ball on fourth and six when there was nine minutes left and you were down, like, 31 to three, to seven or something like – I mean, I know it's highly unlikely, but you got to at least go for it. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of Marone. Um, so – Jags. Hopefully they can beat Tennessee. That that'd be really nice. But I'm not optimistic for the rest of the season. Now, though. I, I thought this. I thought they could win this game. I really did. But guess not. Um. So that's that's my rant on this. I, Eric probably could have done it better, but um. It's just frustrating, man. Like, God, but. Basically, basically, it comes down to, you know, they had Quentin Nelson and we didn't. Like, I mean, it didn't matter the running back, man. They had holes so big, like, oh, my God. <laughs> it, it it was just pathetic, the defensive approach to stopping the run. Um, but so going back on the Quentin Nelson, though, like, to me, like, I was, I was talking about how good he was. Like, I actually... Like, when I was watching Indy on offense, like, I was actually watching him, like, more than I was watching um, the play, because he's more entertaining to watch than the play. Like, that, to me, that's, which is crazy, you know, normally it's not, oh, it's an offensive lineman, but to me, watching, watching this Colts offensive line, specifically him, is more entertaining than watching the quarterback. Um, So, I guess, do you have any thoughts on this game or are you kind of in agreement with me about how the Jags just couldn't stop the run?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole game uh, earlier, but I definitely saw most of the highlights. And, yeah, they, they just got gashed, which was pretty surprising to me. You know, they've got – I know their linebackers are pretty weak uh, besides Miles Jack, um, but they, they got a solid D-line. And it's not really surprising they got gashed like that. And then the offense, I mean, the talent's there. I think the receivers are better than they have been in past years. Um, Obviously, you've got two quarterbacks that are better than what you've had in past years. So I I think I'm with you. I I blame a lot of this on uh, the coaching staff. Um, I think there's too much talent on the Jags to be um, having these mediocre seasons like this. I think something's definitely got to – be changed there, because I, I won't put this all on the players for sure.
0: Yeah, one more loss, and I'll be talking about the draft. So all right. <laughs> uh, Hopefully that Rams pick uh, ends up being good. Hopefully they keep losing. But um, So you can see some of the other scores here and results. I guess Atlanta, that was a big upset. They just demolished uh, Carolina. Like Where was this Atlanta team in the beginning of the season? I <laughs> Uh, they've kind of came out of nowhere the past two weeks beating quality teams on the road in their division. So I think they almost played like spoiler for Carolina, though, because that NFC is so tough to make the playoffs in. Um, Carolina was above 500, but it's looking like Carolina's not going to make the playoffs now. Sorry to all my Panthers fans listening out to this, but I think it's going to be too tough. I think New Orleans has got the division. Um and then when you look at the wild cards, it's either going to be San Francisco slash Seattle, whichever team doesn't win that division, and then probably Minnesota, um, I think, makes the playoffs. It's, I think it's it's going to be tough for Carolina to make it. Um, and it's interesting because it seems like Cam Newton's all but for sure gone, but, I mean, Kyle Allen had a bad game so who knows if yeah. he's who know maybe cam's back in carolina like maybe that was just premature uh but it's you know kyle island's had a couple of bad games now so he's came back down to earth i wonder if they're believing in him or if they're just gonna want to maybe draft a quarterback um or see what will greer's got i mean they that's a really interesting situation there for the panthers um Buffalo, they took care of business. Dallas, they won a game they were supposed to. I, I predicted an upside here, but it didn't happen. Uh, Minnesota, they had a huge comeback against uh, Denver to win twenty seven twenty three. New Orleans, one is expected. Wa- the Jets, one is expected. I was, I picked Washington just because. I, I mean, the Jets are the Jets. Like, <laughs> I, I thought like, but yeah, they they won. Ever since they lost to Miami, I was like, yeah, the Jets are going to lose to everybody else. But credit them. They've won two in a row now. Um, Baltimore and Houston. Baltimore won this. I didn't expect it to be this big of a win for them. Uh, And so now we'll start talking about the AFC playoffs. I think Baltimore's the team to beat, Nate. Um, I know you're probably going to say it's New England, but Uh, this... This Ravens team has now beaten New England pretty convincingly. I mean, that yeah. was like a two-score game. Uh, and then this game, 41-7, to I mean, it's not just all about their offense like that people talk about. The defense is coming up big, too. And this Texans team had been on a roll lately. This was a quality win for Baltimore. I, I got to say, I think they're the team to beat right now. Um, New England's got a slightly better record, but... Look at also some some stuff Baltimore's done. They've gone to Seattle and won. That's pretty tough to do. Um, their losses, I guess they lost to the Browns. That was kind of a weird thing that happened. Um, <laughs> and then who was their other loss? Do you remember Kansas City? I want to say, uh, uh, but it was on the it was on the road at Kansas so.
1: City. Yeah, early in the season it was. I think they've been on a roll yeah. lately.
0: Yeah, so. I I think Baltimore's a team to beat. It'll be interesting to see if they do get the home field advantage for the playoffs. That's going to be big. They've got the tiebreaker on New England. So if New England drops one more, um, Baltimore would get that, assuming they went out. But, yeah, I mean, I got to say this Baltimore team looks legit. I mean, I would probably have to put them in the Super Bowl right now. Kansas City's, uh, they've really died off lately they nobody seems to be scared of them anymore that afc west is just kind of weird um oakland's right on their doorstep so (laughs) as crazy as it is oakland might end up winning that division obviously new england's gonna be new england's a threat as always um but then looking at some other teams i i actually think the colts i'm gonna put them above houston um for now just because of the what we saw from this past week i know that they lost to miami but from what the colts did this week versus what houston did i gotta put the colts i guess it's the third team and then i'll put kansas city for oakland five and then even though buffalo's got a better record i'll put buffalo six just because they really haven't beaten anybody this year they've had a really easy schedule um and I'm just not I don't trust Josh Allen. They've got a really good defense, but I don't trust Josh Allen. So I I think the Bills make the playoffs, but I don't think they win their first game because uh, just because of the quarterback playing the offense. Um but I mean they probably won't like the playoffs since they have such an easy schedule. Um so those are that's my I guess rankings for the AFC. I wonder if yours are similar you have New England on top? or
1: No, I mean, I, as much as I hate to say it, i got to go with you. Um, I think just on paper, I think Baltimore is the team to beat because they have beaten um, the Pats, the Seahawks, and the Texans all pretty convincingly in the last month. Um, I do think uh, Belichick tends to be better when he gets the opportunity to see a team twice in a season. I, I don't think he'll... Um, I don't think the Pats will come out. if They meet up with the Ravens again in the playoffs and make the same mistakes that they did last time. At least not to the same extent. I think it'll be at least a competitive game, especially if they get it. Um, if they get the chance to have it uh, played in New England, but yeah, I think it's gonna come down to Baltimore and New England for the top seed in the AFC. And I think like you, were, what you were saying, um, with the tiebreaker. I would give the edge to Baltimore on paper right now, as the one seed, and then New England two. Um, I would. I think the Colts. I agree with you. I think the Colts are going to win uh, their their division, uh, the AC South, just because I think the Texans. Deshaun uh, Watson is obviously amazing, but I don't think they're going to. I don't think they have enough in the tank to um, win the division as a team, especially with uh, the injury to JJ Watt a couple weeks ago. Um, all that, especially the way they got destroyed today versus the Ravens. Uh, and then... I think the West. I think... That's going to be interesting. I think Kansas City will still make it. because I think, I think they will beat the um, Raiders next time they play. But yeah. I think they could get upset uh, first round. For sure, that, that wouldn't you know, be all too surprising to me. And then Wild Cards, I think... Um, That's a little bit trickier, but I think. um,
0: Yeah, it is pretty jumbled right now.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of teams still in the running for it, but I think the Raiders have a good shot with the way the rest of their schedule works. Got some pretty winnable games if they can just probably sneak in there. And then I think the Bills are in the same boat. The rest of their schedule doesn't look too difficult. I think they play the Pats one more time, if I'm not mistaken. They do. Probably, yeah, yeah. I thought it'll be one more loss, I'd assume, but the rest of it's pretty winnable. So I think I think I'd put them in as my sixth seed. Also, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, the Bills I think might actually have the fifth seed, but I just yeah, don't see them winning the playoff game against whoever it's going to be. I unless no. they unless they beat the Patriots. Like I, I just they haven't lost or they haven't beaten a good team this year. Um, right. When it comes, that's what it comes down to. Uh, but we'll move over to the NFC real quick. Um, to me, I still have San Francisco 1. Uh, even though they lost to Seattle, I've got them 1. I've got New Orleans 2. I've got Minnesota 3. I've got Seattle 4, Green Bay 5, and then Dallas 6. Uh, that's obviously not possible for like the playoff standings, but that's my power rankings. Um, okay. I, I'm... I'm just more sold on uh, on San Francisco. I, they had a close win, come from behind against Arizona today. But, I mean, that's the thing. Teams got to – you got to learn how to win many different styles of winning. Um, I – even though Seattle, you know, has a great record, I still just feel like they're too reliant on Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, they just don't scare me as much as San Francisco does as a team. And then New Orleans, I've got it two. Still, just because that loss to Atlanta was pretty inexcusable. They just se- haven't seemed like the same team. Uh, but they had a nice win this week. And then I've got Minnesota three for how they've been playing lately. I think they've definitely been playing really well. I think they still can win the NFC North. Um and then I've got Seattle at four. And then I really just don't think the Packers are going to... I just don't think... I, I really think the Packers are overrated, to be honest with you. Um, and it comes down to Aaron Rodgers. I think he's really been overrated this year. So I've got the Packers at five. And then Cowboys at six, but I don't give them a realistic shot. Them and the Eagles. It's like whoever wins that division yay congratulations first round playoff exit like that, that's what it's gonna be. The divisions are really weak. Um, those teams also feast on easy schedules so um, whoever it ends up being they're gonna be they're gonna be dropped in the first round. Sorry if you're a fan of those teams but that's that's the way I see it. I don't think the Rams or the bears. this is a must win game for them right now but I just don't think either of them can make up the ground. I don't think Carolina can make up the ground. Um, Detroit, unfortunately for them, I don't think they can make up the ground, especially with Stafford now being gone for a numerous amount of time. Um, So that's my power rankings there for the NFC. Curious to see if Nate's different or not.
1: Um, Sort of in power rankings, not uh, playoff picks. Then, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, power rankings. Yeah, I would. Mine are going to be a little bit different in that I think I'm going to go with Seattle as my number one team. um, Just because I think the Niners have been impressive this year. But they lost to Seahawks um, last Monday. And the game today, that win versus the Chargers, was um, not very satisfying. Not the Chargers, sorry, the uh, Cardinals. Um, They let them put up a lot of points. And barely came back to win at the end. I think if they lost that game. We'd be there'd be a lot more talk about them being a pretender, um, which to me, like, just because you, you know, whether you win or lose, it's all about like how you looked. And they didn't look that great today. So even with that win, I'm not giving them a whole lot of credit. Uh, so I think, I think the Seahawks, um, there's definitely some concerns about. Uh, Russell Wilson having to do too much, but I think with the way Tyler Lockett and DK DK Metcalf have come on this year, I think he's got a lot better receivers than I thought he did coming into this year. The O-lines played a little bit better, Uh, as long as they can be competent. I think they can move the ball pretty well. And their defense, not a whole lot of big-name stars other than Clowney and um, Bobby Wagner, but... I think they've you know, from what I've seen, the games that I've been able to watch with the Seahawks, they've looked pretty competent as well, at least good enough to keep them in most games. So I'm gonna have to go with Seattle number one, and I think they will win the NFC West this year. I think they'll beat the Niners uh in their second matchup. So they're my number one seed. Number two, I think if it's power rankings, I think yeah. um I'm looking at the standings here. I've been going back and forth. I think the Saints would be my number two seed. Or number two. Sorry, I keep saying that. Uh, Number two. Best team with Drew Brees back. I think they're still the most complete uh, team roster-wise. So I think Brees coming back is going to give them the huge boost. Uh, I think Kamara is going to start putting up the huge stats that a lot of uh, fantasy owners were expecting this year. Uh, Number three. Uh, that's where I would put the Niners. I think I think they're still a very talented team, just not, I don't think they're Super Bowl bound, maybe. I think that's a little bit premature. So I put them at three. Uh, I put the Vikings at four. Uh, I'm with you on this one, Zach. I think the Packers are a little bit overrated. Uh, they haven't really beaten any, I'm trying to go through their schedule in my head now. I don't think they've beaten anyone that was too big of a statement. And they've lost a couple games that looked pretty ugly. Um, they beat Minnesota head-to-head. Head, but, yeah. That is true. Um, that was a while ago. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the way they've looked recently, I think I'm going to give the edge to the Vikings um, in that department. And then I would put the Packers... I'll put them fifth after... Yeah. Oh, wait yeah they would be fifth in your ranking yeah they be okay. minnesota four
0: yeah
1: right, all right yeah they'd be fifth and then i think the cowboys sixth is pretty fair um i can see them making the playoffs like you said it's a weak division but their offense to me has looked a lot better this year um i give dak a lot of credit i didn't think he was that good coming into the year but he's looked a little bit more impressive uh, they're starting to get rolling now, so I think they'll definitely win that division. And I think they can. I think they they've got the uh, talent to win a game in the playoffs, uh, depending on the matchup, obviously. But um, yeah, that, that's my top six right now. Yeah,
0: the only thing I the only reason I don't think they'll make the playoffs is be or they'll win a playoff game is because they're either going to have to play either San Francisco or Seattle. Either one of those teams, whatever team doesn't win that, either them or Minnesota slash Green Bay, whatever team doesn't win that division will be a wild card and probably have a better record than them. Uh, they'll get the home field for winning their division, but still, I I think all those teams are better, so I that's why I don't see them winning a playoff game. But I guess I mean they could. It's not like mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't bet my life on that, but I mean no. it's just how I feel right now. Unless they change that. Um, but that's going to wrap up today's episode, guys. Hope you had a good time listening. Uh, talked power rankings, talked, uh, Miles Garrett, talked college football playoff and Tua. So got a lot of different things there to make the title about. I don't know what I'm going to make it the title (laughs) of this episode, but we'll see. Um, thanks to everybody for checking in. Hope you have a great rest of your day. See ya. For Eric. Peace.